We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. A lot of people in Washington right now, and, and I know this is probably going to drive your, your team crazy that I ask it this way, but I think it's, it matters because it's accurate because the columnist who wrote a piece today asking for the president not to sit, seek re-election, David Ignatius, is well-respected within the building behind you. Uh, what's your response to that idea? It's not just about the president. It's also about the vice president who you worked for in the 2020 uh, campaign. Ah, uh, yes. David Ignatius, left-wing stenographer from the DNC steno pool, employed by Jeff Bezos, the billionaire information oligarch and Democrat loyalist at the Washington Post. President Biden should not run again in 2024. That's the headline. David Ignatius is mostly a stooge for the intelligence community and has been for a great many years. His archives would establish that whatever the intelligence community feeds David Ignatius, he dutifully and faithfully reproduces in the pages of the Washington Post. Never mind that most of it turns out to be entirely untrue later on. He's been used as a tool by the CIA and other intelligence agencies in Washington for years to to spin. And he wins awards for it because really the Washington Post has always been a tool of the state at least going back to the Kennedy days, the Democrat Party. When I say the state, it's the Democrat Party and, and the permanent bureaucracy. But it is kind of remarkable that uh, David Ignatius, of all people, Democrat, shill, fluffer, Washington Post, President Biden should not run again in 2024, is the headline. And uh, yeah, funny that he's uh, pointing to Capitol Hill, well-respected on Capitol Hill, because, you know, it's the Washington Post and it's a great big circle fest in a hot tub. The Democrat Party and the permanent state, the Democrat Party and corporate oligarchs like Jeff Bezos, the Democrat Party and shills like David Ignatius, because what we're witnessing is a merger of state and corporate power. The merger of state and corporate power is, of course, what Benito Mussolini defines as fascism. Joe Biden launched his candidacy for president in 2019 with the words, we're in the battle for the soul of this nation. Little quotation marks around that from David Ignatius. He thinks that Joe Biden is a hero of some kind. He's not a groper, sexual assaulter of Senate staffers and a liar and a plagiarist and a fraud. And he hasn't wrecked our international relations and eh, presided over the you know, land war in Europe. Never mind that, Russia and Ukraine. He was right, David Ignatius types on behalf of his party, the Democrat Party. And though it wasn't obvious at first to many Democrats, he was the best person to wage that fight. He was a genial but also shrewd campaigner. He dwelt in his basement and you guys campaigned for him. He didn't do anything in terms of campaigning. So David Ignatius is leading with all kinds of lies 
on behalf of his party, the Democrat Party, and uh, Democrats that read the Washington Post will gobble it up like it's porridge. A shrewd campaigner for the restoration of what legislators call regular order. God, they hate Trump, don't they? Uh, I'm surprised more of them have not set themselves on fire and self-immolated in front of the Supreme Court and other government buildings. I wouldn't want to rule out other government buildings as well. Since then, Biden has had a remarkable string of wins. Uh, War in Europe, 9% inflation. Uh, Oh, by the way, the Washington Post is even reporting today that uh, childhood poverty has doubled. Childhood poverty has doubled, uh, and that's a good thing. I read it in the Washington Post. It turns out it's a, it's a good thing because they like childhood poverty. It's children they hate, you know, except for their organs. They will harvest their organs, and that's okay. But even the Washington Post says today on the front page below the fold, U.S. poverty spiked in 2022, reversing gains. I guess that's one of the big wins that David Ignatius is talking about here. U.S. poverty spiked last year with child poverty more than doubling, the U.S. Census Bureau reported Tuesday. Sure, the figure reflects the uneven pace at which the government has ceased some forms of coronavirus pandemic assistance. Massive trillions spilling out of Washington, D.C. Oh, it's COVID. We can spend trillions. And they did. And then... Uh, you know, uh, COVID allegedly ended. And and then uh, Joe Biden said it was over. He said it on 60 Minutes. Long, long time ago. As well as calamitous effects of record inflation on household finances, the Washington Post reports. Tuesday's data offers the first statistical snapshot of how the winding down of such programs, they love programs, big government programs, spending lots of money, as well as rising prices, have begun to reshape the country. Sure, that's the, uh, the, uh, the thing. So childhood poverty has doubled. And David Ignatius is writing about the series of wins, the series of wins. War in Europe, Russia and Ukraine, that's good. Open borders, murderers on the loose everywhere. Brazilian mass murderer killed 11 people in Brazil, convicted Sentenced to more than 275 years in prison, escaped, came to the United States. The Democrats gave him a gift basket. Pay no attention to that. But back to David Ignatius. Since then, Biden has had a remarkable string of wins. He defeated President Donald Trump in the 2020 election. That's the first win. That's all that mattered. You know, President Trump's first win was defeating Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election and keeping that vile shrew out of the White House He led a Democratic rebuff of Trump's acolytes in 2022, the midterms. His Justice Department has systematically prosecuted the January 6, 2021 insurrection that Trump championed. He said to go up and protest peacefully and patriotically. Um, And these are Joe Biden's successes. The the just outright Soviet-style abuses of the Justice Department and impaneling radical left-wing juries in Washington, D.C. that jail anyone that they identify as a Republican. He walked through the Capitol. He should get 22 years in prison. Deutschland, Deutschland, uber alles. And this is what he's listing as, these are his great successes. 
now through special counsel Jack Smith, who has been uh, uh, repudiated by the Supreme Court and has been proved to be an apparatchik of the left in the United States. The department is bringing Trump himself to justice. That's his remarkable string of wins right there. As articulated by David Ignatius at the Washington Post, who is a stooge of the Democrat Party and the U.S. intelligence community, used as a shill for years, and he wins lucite blocks and golden statuettes for his dutiful performance at the feet of the intelligence community and the Democrat Party. What I admire most about President Biden, not just Biden, but President Biden, is that in a polarized nation, which you guys polarized by rioting and burning our cities and looting everything and destroying capitalism and destroying police departments and defunding police and releasing criminals to, to slay again, he has garnered, he has, he has governed from the center out. He's, really? From the center out? Really? Demonizing everybody and abusing power at every turn? He's promised, as he promised in his victory speech, with an unexpectedly steady hand. Yeah, that's Joe Biden, the unexpectedly steady hand. Falling up staircases, falling over sandbags, falling over on bicycles. Yeah, the unexpectedly steady hand. That's what I think of when I think of Joe Biden. You? Yeah. I think that's what everybody thinks of. Just amazing. Manage the delicate balance of helping Ukraine fight Russia. Yeah, major land war in, uh, in uh, Europe. Nice uh, job there. That didn't happen under President Trump. The open borders, uh, the crime in our cities, the, and it's a Democrat crime wave from coast to coast, facilitated by Democrat mayors and city councils everywhere. In fact, the Washington Post has another story today. The headline is, Around the City, comma, Cracks in residents' peace of mind. A sharp rise in crime is driving up anxiety and prompting precautions. And they got a picture of busted out car windows and a, a woman standing on the sidewalk looking terrified because the Democrats are a crime wave from coast to coast. Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, Baltimore, New York, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, everywhere you go. In foreign policy, manage the delicate balance of helping Ukraine fight Russia. This is great. Without getting America itself into the war. Yeah. Uh, Kim Jong-il and Vladimir Putin are meeting right now in Superior, in uh, Siberia rather, about uh, exchanging weapons and while uh, people are starving to death in North Korea, which comes as a shock to leftists because they know nothing about anything. The 20th century is a, just a, a, a blank spot for them. It's just amazing what they don't know. But I don't think Biden and Vice President Harris should run for re-election. He types. It's painful to say that. That's because you're a bootlick and a stooge. Given my admiration for much of what they've accomplished, what have they accomplished? 9% inflation, war in Europe, open borders, our cities as far away as Maine being overrun by the millions and millions of illegal aliens, the manhunt underway when he typed this for yet another murdering illegal alien in Pennsylvania. Pay no attention. But if he and Harris campaign together in 2024, I think Biden risks undoing his greatest achievement, which was stopping Trump 
oh, really? With the lowest unemployment rates for African-Americans, for Latinos, for women, the booming economy, energy independence, $2.11 gasoline prices, uh, no supply chain crisis, no war in Europe, no open border, all that terrible stuff, the booming economy. Those were the good old days. And the Washington Post and David Ignatius want to make sure that they stop that from ever happening again. That's pretty amazing, I've got to say. And, uh, and here he is, the bootleg apologizing for saying out loud what is obvious to anyone with two brain cells to rub together. Biden would carry two big liabilities into 2024 campaign. He would be 82. You just picking up on that now? He's been falling over everything he walks by for the last two or three years. He would be 82 when he began his second term, began. So he's already, I mean, he was a dim wit when he was 45. And uh, he'd be 86. Yeek, yeek, yeek. Honestly, he makes Abe Simpson and the Simpsons look like a genius. According to a recent Associated Press, NORC poll, 77% of the public, including 69% of Democrats, what is with them in 69, think he's too old to be effective for four more years. Only 69% of Democrats. That's pretty amazing. Biden's age isn't just a Fox News trope. It's been the subject of dinner table conversations across America this summer, meaning left-wing, left-wing Chardonnay, uh, 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 sipping uh, uh, pate, uh, snarfing Democrats, you know, across America this summer. He, uh, he doubtless went to Martha's Vineyard and hung out with the, the Democrats. And, and even they, even the Chardonnay, pate, crowd, the foie gras crowd, they're saying, oh, do you think he might be too too old? And then uh, another video emerges of him falling down another flight of stairs and mangling whatever they put in front of him and getting everything wrong. And hey, war in Europe and China's rolling over Africa and Asia and, and they're trying to roll over Latin America. Pay no attention to any of that. So the Washington Post and bootlick David Ignatius saying that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should not run, which makes him an ageist, a racist, and a sexist. He's anti-Asian. He's anti-black. He's anti-woman. He should be canceled by the Washington Post for daring to say out loud what every every person, even with a two-digit IQ, knows across America. And David Ignatius has a two-digit IQ. You know, Joe Biden's plan to introduce the digital dollar, inflict the digital dollar in the United States, is already nefariously underway. And it's vitally important to understand the potential consequences, because notwithstanding the falsehoods they're feeding us, this idea is not in our best interests. You know, the U.S. dollar, who needs that monitoring every dime you spend, Mr. Charlie? Time is of the essence, so taking action now is a great idea if you want to protect your financial future. You can help protect your savings from the risks of Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme by diversifying with IRAs in gold and silver, precious metals throughout the ages. Call the experts to get started at American Alternative Assets. Call American Alternative Assets at 888, that's 888-4-GOLD-20. The number four, the word gold, the word gold, 20, 888-446-5320. 
They'll give you all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme. Call 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5320. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance of gold and silver will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, even the Washington Post. Time to step down, Joe. I, for how long? I've been saying this for weeks now. It's time for Joe. Well, and certainly in Hanoi, the Hanoi performance, that was the it's over for Joe press conference. Today is also mailbag day, and I have the mailbag questions right here in front of me. Got to get to those. And uh, gay child porn in schools, the Democrat, Senator John Kennedy. And uh, updating you on the Democrat response to the impeachment inquiry. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now, um, the police in Pennsylvania held a press conference... Um, and in fact, it's still ongoing, but the, uh, I, I predicted this in hour one, the media and the Democrats, the left, but I repeat myself twice are going to be irate. They're going to be furious that the police officers that captured the Ill, Ill, illegal alien murderer that the Democrats waved into the country, they're going to be irate that the police officers took their captured prey illegal alien murderer Danilo Cavalcante, and they stood him up and posed for a picture with him. The team of police officers posed for a picture with their captured prey. And I said, the Democrats and the media are going to be furious about that. Well, the very first question at the press conference was a left-wing radical anti-police reporter doing his duty as a radical left-wing anti-police reporter, which means uh, as a reporter, And the very first question was, well, there was a photo op. The police had a photo op. Is that standard procedure? You mean uh, after a two-week manhunt with an illegal alien murderer that's in the woods with a rifle? Is that standard procedure? I don't know. Let me check all of the other instances of two-week manhunts in the mountains and forests of illegal alien murderers on the loose with a rifle. And then I'll get back to you on whether that's standard procedure. I've got that for you coming up. Uh, And, of course, an update on uh, the impeachment inquiry and child porn. 
America starts the day with America in the morning. Pending home sales numbers, they tanked in April, but there Hi, are Hi, I'm two John Trout, your host for the latest news, politics, entertainment, business, and weather. High octane action in the dust, a new film puts Our in- staff of correspondents provide a fast-paced look at the world with specialized reports from where news happens. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Amazon. Concise, accurate, and fresh each day. America in the Morning, the podcast, available wherever you listen. And it is mailbag day. It's mailbag day. And I have my mailbag questions in front of me. I hope none of them stump me because, you know, I'm easily stumped. I want to give you a little update on the, uh, the capture of the illegal alien that the Democrats love. They love murderers and illegal aliens. You know how they are. Open borders. Um, and I told you the news media would go bat guano over um, the fact that the police officers that captured the lunatic, the illegal alien rifle-toting murderer, wanted for murder in Brazil, convicted of murder in Pennsylvania, and uh, escaped from prison, stole a rifle out in the woods. The police are out there hunting him, and the Democrats are anti-police. They, they are suffering from a sickness. They, they really are. The Democrat Party has a sickness. But let me share with you a couple of items. The, uh, I guess the lead guy, one of the lead guys at the press conference in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens, said that just after midnight last night, a series of events started to unfold. said a burglar alarm sounded at a home at a residence. And he said, our people investigated that, did not find Cavalcante or anyone else. But they started to bring some of our people into that area because the burglar alarm went off and it was in the, the zone where they were searching for him, right? And, uh, and he said that it was that uh, there were two teams of officers. Now, uh, let, me, let me add this in a moment. He said close to 1 a.m. after the, the burglar alarm went off at a residence and police swarmed the area. At 1 a.m., they brought an aircraft in. Don't specify whether it's fixed wing or a helicopter or even a drone. Uh, drone. The uh, aircraft picked up a heat signal out there in the forest and the woods. Uh, picked up a heat signal in that area, and officers began to track the heat signal. But then a lightning storm came in and forced the aircraft to be waved off. Then shortly after 8 a.m. this morning, um, said that tactical teams, and this is interesting, it was a Pennsylvania State Police tactical team and a tactical team from Customs and Border Protection. Now, Pennsylvania is not a border state, but the Customs and Border Protection team has a specialty of tracking people. So they brought the CBP team in, a special team, along with the Pennsylvania State Police special team. And again, they looked like SEAL Team 6 or Delta Force. And uh, these two teams came in at 8 a.m. And uh, they went to where the heat signature was detected by uh, an aerial source, by an aircraft uh, hours earlier at 1 a.m. and had to be waved off. But the tactical teams came in, converged down the area where the heat source was, and they said that the said, you know, we had the element of surprise. And they jumped in on the guy, they grabbed him, no shots were fired, uh, and he had a rifle, uh, and they got him alive and didn't have to shoot him 200 times, and they escorted him away. 
Cavalcante did not know that he was surrounded. Uh, about 25 law enforcement officers converged on Cavalcante. And uh, the Democrat governor of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, even said nice things about the police. He'll change his mind again tomorrow, no doubt. He is a Democrat. But then the, uh, they, uh, after uh, speaking for a while and explaining what happened to a group of assembled members of the press, they got to the Q&A portion. And a reporter, I don't know who the reporter is, he sounds like a man, could be transgender, I don't know for sure, might be a woman identifying as a man or a man identifying as a woman, it's hard to say. But the first question, as I predicted, I didn't predict it would be the first question, that's even too ridiculous to imagine. The first question is not about the capture or the heroism or saving lives or capturing a live or no shots fired, how'd you do it? Um... You know, the next question is probably about, why'd you use scissors to cut his um, eagle's sweatshirt off? But here's the first question from a fake reporter, because I explained, and I said the news media is going to be outraged, and the Democrats, but I repeat myself, that the arresting officers stopped when they arrested him. They were bringing him over to an armored vehicle to take him safely away, and, um, and they stopped for a photo op which is not entirely uncommon. I'm guessing a bunch of these guys have military background. We've been at war with the troglodytes and, you know, mostly the Middle East and Central Asia all these years since September 11th. And when you capture an al-Qaeda or an ISIS, it's not uncommon that you capture them alive to, you know, grab the guy and have a photo op, take a photo op with you and your unit that captured the bad guy. You get a photo for your archives, you know, and it's fun. Sometimes even after you kill the SOB, you might stop for a photo, and that really upsets the Democrats. But here's the first question from a fake reporter to the assembled law enforcement officials. Why'd they do a photo op after they captured the escaped illegal alien killer? I'm filling in a couple of the blanks for him. The photo op that they would uh, you know, I'm aware that there was a photo op that was uh, taken out there. Those uh, men and women worked amazingly hard through some very trying circumstances. They're proud of their work. I'm not bothered at all by the fact that they uh, took a photograph with him in custody. Again, they're proud of their work. They kept the community safe. Uh, I say thanks to them and good job. That's their. That's the first question from the press. The first question. The cops are the bad guys here. Why'd they take a photo op? Is that mean? Can you do that? And there's aerial, like a helicopter video of them doing that. And as soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw it, I said, uh, the Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, are going to go mad about that. All right, we've got so much to get to. Let's get to, um, let's get to, uh, da, da, da. gosh, so much great stuff to get to. Let's get to the, the gay child porn that the Democrats are putting in our schools so that our children can be indoctrinated with gay child porn, not heterosexual child porn, not straight child porn, only gay child porn. Senator Kennedy should have asked that question yesterday, too. I'd really do a much better job as a senator or House member in these hearings than most of the senators and House members do, I've got to say, because you got to put the questions to these clowns, these, these vicious criminal clown Democrats defending the indefensible. But here's Senator John Kennedy, who's always fun, at the hearing, and he decided to read aloud from one of the books that the Democrats demand 
be in schools across the country and that our children be indoctrinated with because, you know, here's a headline from left-wing, uh, left-wingers at the Hill. Book ban defenders. Now, they're not book ban defenders. They don't want gay child porn being taught to kindergarten students and first graders and second graders and third graders. And their don't say gay bill in Florida only restricted gay child porn in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. And they started canceling conventions in Florida and demanding that Ron DeSantis be removed because they insist that gay child porn must be in all schools down to kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. Book ban defenders? You guys ban Mark Twain. You ban Huckleberry Finn. You ban To Kill a Mockingbird. Are you kidding me? Classic American literature is banned by you radical left-wing, anti-Western, anti-American, anti-free speech, anti-Bill of Rights, anti-Second Amendment, pro-open border, pro-criminal, anti-police. All right, let's go to Senator John Kennedy at the hearing. It was kind of an unusual uh, episode on Capitol here, and we got a beep a lot of it because he's reading from one of the Democrat children's books. Let's take two books that have been much discussed. Much discussed. Um, The first one is called... All boys aren't blue. All boys aren't blue. And I will quote from it. How do you spell blue? I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And I began to slide into him from behind. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated. This is for kids. He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. This was my ass. And I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. He got on top and slowly inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. Eventually. All boys aren't blue. All boys aren't blue. That's your Democrat Party. This is their... Grammar school curriculum. And here's, I've got to say, I know that's uh, obviously profoundly offensive, um, but not to Democrats and not to the Democrat governors and senators and secretaries of state and school board chairmen and women and in between. And uh, this is what the Democrats are peddling in schools. And one of the amazing things about this is that no one says it out loud because it's obscene. So when Republicans are suggesting that we shouldn't have these books in grammar schools. No one has ever before brought up, and again, yesterday they should have brought up the uh, the poster boards because the next book that he talked about is this one called Gender Queer, right? And uh, this has graphic depictions of man-on-boy sex and boy-on-man sex. Again, no heterosexual sex. And, and if I were there, if I were Senator Kennedy, I would have asked this clown from Illinois who's defending this porn, this gay child porn in grammar school. I would have said, do you, do you introduce any heterosexual child porn in first grade and second grade or only gay child porn? Because the correct answer is it's only gay child porn, Senator Kennedy. The second is a, a another much discussed book. 
Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called genderqueer. Okay. Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote, I got a new strap-on strap harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your in my mouth. I'm going to give you the job of your life. Then I want you inside of me. End quote. Grammar school. This is for grammar school children down to kindergarten. This is the Democrat Party, and make no mistake, this is not like some fringe outlying group. Uh, this is not NAMBLA, the North American Man Boy Love Association, which is a Democrat association dedicated to gay child rape. Um, this is the mainstream of the Democrat Party at the very highest levels, and your news media will not show this on ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, CNN. They will not show you this because they are engaged in an active cover-up of this. Now, now Senator Kennedy was addressing the Illinois Secretary of State, who is Alex or Alexi uh, Giannullius. And Alexi Giannullius is there uh, sitting at the table waiting for his uh, chance to talk so he can defend gay child porn. And again, nobody asked, do you have straight child porn in the schools like this or only gay child porn? Because it is only gay child porn. It went like this. What are you asking us to do? Are you suggesting that only librarians should decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available to kids? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Tell me what you're saying. Now, this is quite amazing. Listen to what he describes as random parents who he describes as dictatorial random parents. And what he says is he's a Democrat, Illinois Secretary of State, Alexei Giannullius, and, and he, he dismisses parents as a nuisance when it comes to making decisions for their own children, what their children... I mean, do you bring in videos or DVDs to the second graders' classrooms and show that Democrat in Virginia... Uh, having sex with three different men in one day. What do you should know? That's too heterosexual. Here's uh, Alexei Giannullius. First of all, th there's this. Don't give me a speech. Tell me what you're asking will, me to do. With first all due all. respect, Senator, and, uh, the words you spoke are disturbing, especially coming out of your mouth is very disturbing. Pause that a sec. Especially coming out of your mouth? You're putting these words in the mouths of first graders, second graders, third graders, their school teachers, their librarians. You're putting these words, and it is uh, interest coming out of your mouth, what an adult senator at a Senate hearing, that makes it especially disturbing? No, that's not what makes, uh, uh, makes it especially disturbing. And again, ask the question about uh, straight. We're not advocating for kids to read porn, to Senator Booker's what point. What are you advocating for? We are advocating for parents, random parents, not to have the ability, under the guise of keeping kids safe, to try and challenge the world view of every single manner on these issues. Random parents under the guise, which implies false pretense, of keeping children safe, the Democrat Party and Alexei Giannullius 
uh, a, a, a nice Greek name. You know, in Chicago, you used to go to Diana's restaurant in Greektown, and the joke was if you drop your keys, you kick them all the way to your car. Uh, and uh, honestly, he is advocating for gay child porn in grammar schools and condemning parents who he calls random parents who might have the audacity to suggest that they have some say in what their children are indoctrinated with in these. And this is not radical left wings. This is mainstream Democrat Party child, gay child sexual assault being sold as very mainstream and normal stuff. What does that tell you about the Democratic Party? Hey, do you have smelly odors in your home or your office you just can't get rid of? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes, trash cans. Even leftists are no match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. The thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds to clear any room of any odor. And there are no expensive filters to buy and replace again and again. They've sold more than 350,000 thunderstorms around the country. I have two myself at home. And you can look at all the five-star reviews online. People love the thunderstorm. You can hold one in your hand. It's not a big old thing. During this week, I've got a great deal for you to save a lot of cash on your Eden Pure thunderstorms because right now you can save 200 American dollars on three Eden Pure thunderstorms for whole home protection. Put one in the teenager's room, one in your office. That's three units for under $200. All you have to do is go to EdenPureDeals.com, enter the discount code CHRIS, C-H-R-I-S. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS, and shipping is free. I've got more, I'm sorry to say, because finally a little bit of the truth comes out. They should have brought in poster boards with the graphic depictions, and this Democrat from Illinois is giving a... You know, a bad name to Greeks. Are you into weird, spooky, and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal, and then we look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us? Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. These topics that deal not with book banning. Because no one here has banned any book. You can still get these books anywhere you want them. The question isn't whether to ban them. The question is whether they should be included in curriculum or in a school library. A library or a school curriculum, by definition, will be finite. There are a finite number of books that you can put in there. The question is which books should be included and which should not. Senator Mike Lee stating the obvious, uh, yet the headlines at places like The Hill, book ban defenders. No, nobody's, uh, you, you guys are like uh, child rape defenders, only gay child rape defenders. Senator Mike Lee then played a clip of De- Deborah Caldwell Stone, the chief legal counsel for the American Library Association defending gay child porn. The thing that needs to happen most, and it needs to happen before these bills are introduced, is sustained messaging uh, that reframes this issue 
um, that Re reframe uh, that takes it away from the idea that these are inappropriate for minors or sexually inappropriate for minors and promote them as diverse materials and programming that are about inclusion, fairness, and the protection of everybody's right to see themselves and their families reflected in the books in the public library. It's about diverse and inclusion, you see. That's the American Library Association. She should be dragged away in handcuffs. Honestly, the Democrat mayor of College Park, Maryland, was dragged away in handcuffs when he was arrested on dozens and dozens of counts of gay child porn uh, shortly after his most recent visit to the Biden White House, where he was enjoying himself and behaving like a miscreant. Hey guys, welcome to the Candy Valentino Show. I'm Candy Valentino. I was a founder before I could legally order a drink. And for more than two and a half decades, I've built, scaled, acquired, and exited multiple businesses in diverse industries. Now my goal is to help you by sharing the knowledge that I've learned, the mistakes that I've made, and the wisdom that I've developed over my journey. Bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Candy Valentino Show, wherever you listen.